That's not editing space, that's shock. When Enterprise One set out to question colonialism, groupthink, cultural condescension, the prime directive in whatever that Arthurian episode was about, I thought, okay. But like, to take the cynical kill switch philosophy of the Omega Directive and the, well, let's do justified murders of In the Pale Moonlight, and to create a scenario... Let me start at the beginning. The Enterprise discovers a world they call Aqueth, a Vulcan word that means the hidden, because it's hidden by some weird space things. I say discover, and if you rediscover as learning about something no one knows instead of learning about something you don't know about, I'll amend that to the Enterprise travels to a planet they don't know anything about, but other people might know about, and some people might live there. And people do live there. Bajorans live there, much to everyone's surprise, even Kira's. The Bajorans of Aqueth are a peaceful, spacefaring civilization with technology that's impressive. And they call their planet the Celestial Temple, but not like in a religious way. So then we begin the almost rote Star Trek thing, where we learn how cool this society is before its evil face emerges from beneath its idyllic facade because of some rigid social moray. But the rigid social moray is the Omega Particle. Our crew discovers the Celestial Temple is run on Omega Particles for power and for their trans-universal properties. So our crew is called upon by their duty to Starfleet to betray this idyllic Bajoran society, dash the promise they hold for Bajor, destroy the Omega Particle, and plunge this culture into an anarchy and a technological dark age. It is an inversion of the classic Star Trek story, and it's about a society driven to do evil due to dogma. It is the wardroom meeting of all wardroom meetings. Kirk gets every alternative and then kicks out two more no one else thought about because he does not want to do this. Lieutenant Kim, who is actually from a different universe and almost personality died when the transuniversal properties of medical tech on the Celestial Temple healed him and therefore alerted the crew to the presence of the Omega Molecule, has a great conversation with Scotty where they both say that they'll stay neutral if a mutiny breaks out. Oh, what? Oh, oh! I've, I've just been told a mutiny has broken out. And there it is. Kira, Crusher, and Picard have launched a coup against Kirk, Sisko, and Janeway to save the planet. Scotty, neutral or not, is called into engineering off-duty so the mutineers can take over. And whoever had the brainwave to start a melee with a Buzz Scotty in the engine room should be excluded from future planning meetings. I'd note that up to this point in Enterprise 1, the fights have been like lazy quick cuts and some wide-angle choreography. Scotty got two backyard WWE friends to wear a visor and tore his wig and he just went wild. It is amazing and it is too long and it is so roughly cut I feel about half the fight still got left out. Uh, Spock captures Kirk early on and they spend most of the mutiny talking. Uh, Kirk fashions an escape just as... Uh, well, we're going to get to that. Uh... It is a great set of scenes that shows their synergy, even in conflict. And just as Janeway's mission specialist division is about to wreck face, Picard activates the emergency command hologram. We get a flashback to a, eh, Picard speech that nevertheless gets the ECH on side. The fifth column thus activated the mutineers win. And then we learn that Picard data, the EMH, uh, uh, Picard data and the EMH aren't mutineers at all. They're a third faction. The mutiny was a cover for them to seize control of the Enterprise so they can destroy the Enterprise and everyone on board to protect the Celestial Temple. And then, to be continued.